Hello, welcome to the Beercast episode 3. This week we're doing beers from the north of England, which is our part of the world. Um, only two of this week, so it's just myself, Shovel, and Richard. Hi, Richard. Hello. And uh, let's crack on with the first one. It's a Bluebird Bitter from the Coniston Brewery. I'll get opening. Yes, we've uh, once again decided to split our country into two parts. Um, hopefully you'll have heard the Scottish parts that were divided into two, and now we're doing England, which is the next obvious country to go to. And um, we're splitting England into two parts, north and south. Uh, Shovels and myself are the only two northerners on the panel, so that's why we're doing this one. But next time, for the southern one, we're going to have a lot more people involved. So uh, tune in for that. But this is um, from the Coniston Brewery in Cumbria. And this is a Bluebird Bitter, or the Bluebird Bitter. Looks very nice. It does, actually. Nice uh, amber colour. Very foaming head. That could be my pouring. But, mm -hmm. uh, possibly. Um, I chose these beers when I went back to the north of England uh, about a month ago. And uh, got four and deliberately picked one of each of the main types of beer. So we're going to be talking about that as well. This is a bitter, and you, you can't get more northern than bitter. Absolutely not. And it's a very tasty bitter, actually. It says it's supposed to be served at 58 degrees Fahrenheit. And my old money conversion isn't that great. This so. bottle has the most specific serving suggestion ever. Yep. Best served at 58 degrees Fahrenheit in a straight pint glass at the Black Bull in Coniston, Cumbria. Unfortunately, this isn't the Black Bull Inn. And no. I have no idea if it's 58 degrees Fahrenheit. So we'll see if it improves as it warms up, because it's quite chilled at the moment. But still very tasty. Yeah, there's the whole thing that English beer is famed for being kind of very, very warm and flat and lifeless, but they are traditionally served, not cold. I would say kind of room temperature. Yeah, room temperature. It brings Which, out all the flavours. It's very, very nice. Um, the label here says, Bluebird is a fine session ale with a light golden colour, intense resinous and spicy hop character which in the beer's hallmark is derived from the use of unusual quantities of English Challenger hops. Well, they have a name, Challenger. Challenger hops, yeah. Mm, it's quite dynamic. Mm. Each bale being individually and personally selected by the brewer. Oh. It was the uh, Champion Beer of Britain, 1998. Yeah. As so. it says, well, lets you know quite clearly from the bottle. I think if your beer had won the award for that, <laughs> it, would, it would probably say it somewhere. Award-winning English ale. So, what do we know about this one? Well, um, Coniston Brewery, they're quite a recent opener. They opened in 1995, uh, and the reason why they keep mentioning the Black Bull Inn is because they're actually directly behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's ideal for the pub. Um, I've seen pictures of it, it looks really, really nice. Um, it's right near the Coniston Water. Um, big brewery behind it, nice old-style pub out front, and you can sit there and drink pints of this and watch the, um, the rain pouring off the hills. Yeah. So whereabouts in uh, Cumbria is Coniston? My Cumbria uh, geography is very poor. Yeah, so is mine. It's, it's in Furness, so it's down towards uh, Lancashire, but still in Cumbria. It's not in the it's northern part of the Lake District, I think. No, no I don't know either. I need to look this up. Pushing the straws here. I'm pushing the straws, yeah. <laughs> that's, I didn't, like you. that's not part of my preparation. To find <laughs> no, I'm just trying to bamboozle <laughs> Um, questions. It's a very popular tourist spot because of all the walkers. Um, and it's the reason why it's called Blue Bird Bitter is because uh, that was the name of Don Campbell's ill-fated ship when he tried to break the world water speed record yeah. on Coniston Water and oh, uh, right. died during the attempt. That was in 1967. So they, they I know where we are now. We're in the box room in Edinburgh. <laughs> Oh dear, terrible. Um, pure water as the finest. Have I read that? No. Once again, it's another beer that uses only the finest ingredients. And only the purest water, as you would expect. Yeah, I quite agree with them when they say it's a session ale, because it's yeah. very, very light, much lighter than I was expecting from a bitter action. Um, I've actually had this before. I had this in a pub uh, in... Uh, a place called Heapy, which is just outside Chorley on a canal, and we, we sat in the pub and uh, had a pint of this, and it's very, very nice. Mm. Again, in your, your classic Northern English pub surrounds. 
which I can barely remember because I haven't been back mm-hmm. for too long. Sorry, Mum and Dad. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's nowhere quite like the north of England, especially when it comes to pubs. The um, the classic old Ben sitting around the bar with the hats and the whippets and the. And we're, the just, <laughs> we're just encouraging stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 true. It's part of our heritage. We can't deny it. Um, and uh, the old boys with their tankards, they go up and get refilled and stuff. And they keep them behind the bar. And, uh, although I'm from uh, the main streets of Preston. I mean, you're from more from the country, so that's yeah. More your I'm kind of thing. On the other side of the Pennines as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's from the bad side, eh? Yeah, that's right. That's your opinion, but <laughs> not gonna. Yeah, the sure. Great War of the Roses. He's from Yorkshire, and I am from, of course, Lancashire, which is uh, well, a different part of the north. Let's <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. We're supposed to be united. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. With our north of England beers. Yeah, we're doing southern beers next time. That's going to be a, a bit different. But I've tried a lot of beers like this over the years. It's kind of very hoppy, very light, kind of orangey beer. And uh, they always go down really very easily, and this one does too. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to see if it, the flavours change as it warms up. But um, I think my taste buds are astute enough right now to be picking that up. Certainly very good. Um, what do you reckon, some scores? Only two of us here, but... Yes, it's unfortunate there's only uh, not so many of us. It also means you get to drink more beer, which is good. Uh, it could be messy by the end. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Good Beer Guide like this quite a lot. They, uh, Roger Protz, who's the, the man behind The Good Beer Guide, he's the editor, um, describes it as uh, having a massive orange fruit aroma from the hops, balanced by a biscuity malt. And you're getting orange and biscuits, and chaff cakes. Although they're not biscuits, they're cakes. That's another debate. Yes. Not the biscuits. They are. No, they're technically biscuits because they weren't going to be. They were cakes were going to be rationed or something during oh. the war, and then they had a. It's a bit of a side <laughs> tangent here, but um, they were yeah. So they were going to be rationed during the war because they weren't biscuits. They were cakes, something like this. I could be wrong, but anyway, so there was a mass revolt because people loved the Jaffa Cakes and they wanted them to be biscuits. You can't ration Jaffa Cakes. And so they were classified as biscuits, although they're technically cakes. Ah. I think that's the story. Um, write in and tell me if I'm wrong. But, uh, it helped us win the war. <laughs> Good old Jaffa Cakes. Mm. Um, but no, to answer your question, I'm the tangy getting fruit. a bit of biscuit. Actually. Yeah, it says the tangy fruit lingers on the back of the tongue until it develops a hint of orange liqueur. It is quite simply a wonderful beer. So Roger likes it. Yeah. I'm, I tend to agree. Mm. Which um, means I'm going to give it a score of eight, actually. Surprisingly enough, I'm going to. That's high praise indeed. Yeah. Should we um, downgrade our scores because we are from the north of England, or are we going to be entirely subjective? I'm being subjective. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wasn't uh, wasn't accusing you of anything. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight as well because it's it's really very good. It, it looks orange as well. It's kind of got an orangey colour to it. It's, it's cloudy-ish, um, but it tastes fantastic. It does actually. It's really. I've had this before and it tasted good as well. So I know this isn't just a one-off. I know that it does taste as good. I always find beers taste slightly different when they're from the bottle or the oh, cask. Sure, yeah, so yeah. do you spot any differences? Yeah, uh, again, this is colder and it's not room temperature. Um, and of course, it's coming out of a cask, it's going to be very different. Uh, having said that, I can't remember exactly what it was like because it was a while ago, but I do remember that it was, it was very good uh, and this is just as nice. So I think if I was in a pub drinking this out of a pint glass, I'd probably score it higher, but because we're here, it's, it's a firm eight. Yeah, I mean, it's really, yeah. really good. I'm pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting anything from this. And as labels go, it's pretty dull. So, <laughs> goes to show. It's got a nice picture of the, uh, the reservoir on it. Not reservoir, what is it? Lake. Lake, yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. Indeed not. There you so go. I think we should now move on to beer number two. Absolutely. Okay, beer number two, which is Daleside IPA. I have to confess, I've never heard of this one. So, um, mm. I'll do some opening and uh, Mr. Taylor will do some... Info. Yes, uh, 
the four beers we have today, we only have one from Yorkshire. Now that's not Boo. <laughs> that's not deliberate. Well, it was deliberate, but not. Yeah, in, you chose. That's why. Not in a bad way, um, because with possibility we might be going to York to do a special beer cast mm-hmm. edition. <laughs> then I can show you the sights of. Yes, so then Yorkshire might get its own episode. So Oof, there you go. So be... oh. No more booing. So that's why I stuck to. Make got... the boy proud. Today we've got one from Yorkshire, which is this one. We've got two from Cumbria, and we've got one from uh, Liverpool, which I guess is technically in Lancashire, but not really. Um, so yeah, this is the Daleside Brewery, which is in Harrogate. Harrogate. Somewhere I've never been, but I'm sure Shovels knows very well. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, it's a very nice place. It's um, kind of the posh end of Yorkshire, really. Yeah, it's genteel. It is indeed. Um, and my only story around Harrogate is... Sure. Very personal one, but uh, I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> I don't care. No, it's just you and me, Shawls. No, so. no. um, it's where I bought my first Gibson Les Paul. Wow. That's a momentous occasion. That's a guitar, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. I, yeah. It's not, not a person. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I uh, went there and... You mean the, uh, the, the rocking symbol of uh, guitar freedom was bought in Harrogate? Yeah, it was genteel. Scene of Betty's tea rooms. And yeah. Oh, that's, uh, is there a Betty's in Harrow's and Nade? See, I've not stuck around for the Betty's. Uh, anyway. A high-class spa resort famous for tea rooms and conference facilities. Twin with Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah, I've certainly used it for the... Uh, oh, Ed, you're listening, by the way. Yeah, hello, Ed. Um, yeah, I've used it for the conference facilities. I don't mm. remember exactly why. Must have been at school. I think it was some physics lecture. The only thing I remember about it was... Uh, in a conference center. Yeah, no, they had some bizarre physics get-together. I can't remember why. That sounds fun. Physics get-together. <laughs> Look yeah, at Harrogate, here we come. The only thing I remember about it, it was I think it was about the first time I heard uh, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits and thought that was a great intro. Ah. Uh, that's the only thing I remember. And you got your Les Paul and started twanging away, did you? Yeah, there's too many connections here. <laughs> Maybe it's all subliminal, but mm. no. Anyway, we've digressed slightly from Daleside India Pale Ale, which I've actually now managed to taste. Yes, I still haven't tried it. I'm still yabbering away. Um, Daleside is slightly older than uh, the previous brewery they founded in the mid-1980s, but they moved to their current location in 1992. And they got quite a few products. They produce three draft and seven bottle beers, and they're quite liberal with the hops. They have 18 different types of hops in all the different beers. So they're like flinging them about and... What's your initial impressions on the uh, Delside IPA? Um, it's slightly um, has more character than the last one. It's got wow. certainly more, more going on in the mouth, but that's really good. Yeah, I certainly enjoy it certainly just as much as the last one. Yeah, I actually bought these beers probably three or four months ago, so they've been maturing. And the last one found that was actually bottled condition, so that's why it was a bit cloudy because it's been doing its bit. Yep. So maybe uh, keeping these for a bit longer obviously does them good. I mean, none of them are out of date, but they're, they're, they're sort of more matured. Yeah, um, good to see they're using English hops as well. Mm, yeah. Now, the last one was a bitter, which is about as northern as you can get. And this one's an IPA, um, which weren't actually produced in the north of England originally. They were produced in London and Burton-on-Trent. But they are uh, classically English type of beer. Now... Most global breweries will knock out an IPA if they can, but this is the quintessential English beer, I would think, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, brewed in a special way to put more hops and more alcohol in them to make them preserve better on the long voyages to the far corners of the empire. So the uh, India in particular. In particular, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Um, so that the, they can be enjoyed by snooty colonels putting down the locals somewhere <laughs> on their verandas. After a hard days doing naughty things. Um, so traditionally IPAs have very kind of malty, citrusy, bitter hot tastes. Uh, and this one seems to be no exception. Yeah. Nice colour as well. Sorry, that's me agreeing you with me <laughs> while I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm not trying to do some minor Darth Vader impression in the glass. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of did it again. Um, now we must explain to the listeners there's one problem with this ale. Um, it's brewed exclusively for oh, boots. Yes. So if yes. we're wanting to get it anyway, we'd have to go where? You have to go to boots, Preston. 
Although I think there are other booth supermarkets, but yeah, this is uh, extremely short scope if you want to find this. But uh, Daleside, as I said, they have seven different bottle beers. They, they do ales and they do uh, other types of beers, so you should be able to find one of their products, but not this one, no, this is quite a rare beer. Yeah, so I've never heard of Booths, being from the Booth, other side no. of the Benines. Booths are very good. They're, um, I don't mind giving them a plug because they're a local supermarket that was started off by uh, a man called D.H. Booth in Preston. as a greengrocer, and he started up his own little mini empire, which is still going strong, and it's keeping the uh, Tesco's out of parts of Preston. That's good. And they serve an enormous amount of different types of beer. It's really good. I even found sort of Harveston and Atlas Brewery beers in in the boots in, in Preston. And uh, the people there really know their stuff. So it's, if you're ever in Preston, they need some beer. And you're not visiting the bus station. Which is Europe's longest, save Preston bus station. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I recommend going to Booth and stocking up because it's great. Yeah. Um, do they do, to try and get around that, do they do a, an IPA that's not brewed exclusively for Booths? Yes, I think they do. And I don't know why... I wouldn't have thought this one would be any different. I think this is probably just like a one-off, just a just maybe brew it over a couple of months or something, just to. I hope not. It's good. Very good. But there's seven different beers. I mean, I'll I'll see you in the beer cast while uh, Shovels reads the back of the bottle for you. <laughs> this is the extent of my research. <laughs> I just do the technical side. I set the place up, provide a studio. It's a scientific <laughs> approach. And and then read the back of the labels. Um, contains the finest natural hops and water. And in good tradition, it's uh, distinctly floral ale brewed with a blend of three English hops and a balanced with a refined malt character. So it's not not your usual finest, but uh, good to see they're just being being modest. Uh, yeah, they've got all kinds of beers. Um, the, the standard beers are just a, a bitter, which is 3.7%, and they do a blonde as well, which I think would be quite good, probably similar to this, a blonde, I think. It's kind of hoppy and golden kind of thing. Um, they've got various other beers with, of course, typically funny names like um, Old Legover and uh, Monkey Wrench, which is a winter beer, mm. and Moroccan Ale, which has probably got some kind of weird stuff in it. Although not, yeah, not, not really weird stuff. Um, old Lubrication, Old Legover, Santa's Progress, etc, etc. So yeah, they've got plenty of beers. Slightly rude. Yes, <laughs> yes. Found such, a, a, such a quaint, tranquil part of the world. Found him a man called Bill Whitty. Uh, oh, no, it's just too easy. Yeah. And they supply 200 outlets, so um, I'm sure you'll be able to find some kind of Dale-side product if you can't find this. I might have to have a pop over to Harrogate from York if we go down. Mm. It's not that far away. Yeah, so is it a nice place to go? But is it just kind of like old and posh? No, it's a really beautiful, small kind of spa town. It's a, I seem to remember nice grassy areas and a, either a river or something. <laughs> it's it's a, it was very picturesque. Can I, lot, that, that part of the world is very picturesque all around North Yorkshire there. Got the yeah, it's all a bit that. One to me. Um, yeah, so York's beautiful. Where I live just outside of York, and that's just as beautiful. And uh, yeah, Harrogate, another another place well worth visiting if you're in the vicinity. Well, maybe when we go down and do our York special, we could go to Harrogate and go to the Dalside Brewery. If it's yep. that nearby. Yep. Can't remember the exact mileage off the top of my head, but it's mm. close enough for a trip. Mm. So, have we got any more facts about this one? No, I was just thinking more about IPAs. Um, What's your, uh, you think of any other nice IPAs that you have? Oh, uh, Green King do an IPA that we might be trying soon. That seems to to recall. (laughs) Are we trying that soon? Mm, Possibly, yes. We have actually recorded, this is episode three, we've already recorded episode four and five. Yes, so excuse us if we get a a little mixed up and you're listening to the next one and we've mentioned something in the past as well. We like to mix up a bit just to keep you on your toes. It's more a case of when we can get the guests really. Yeah, again, unfortunately, there's only two of us here tonight, but um, next time there's going to be six of us. And mm, such a long time ago, but yeah. The time after that, when we're doing our first non-UK country, ooh, which one will it be? Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, one, two, three, four. People are going to be now wondering why we've missed out Wales, but we'll maybe come to that in another one. Oh, yes. Apologies to everyone in Wales. But it's really difficult to find any 
Yeah, yeah from I don't Wales. know any Welsh breweries at all. No, the, the big one like Brains, but... Oh, is that Welsh? Okay, right. Um, I don't know whether that's the brewery or not, or just the beer. But when I was there, certainly lots of beers. I just, I'd never seen them outside of Wales. Yeah, maybe I don't travel well, I don't know. Yep. But we did say when we started it that we would kind of start off in Scotland, then England, then go into Europe, and then go all the way around the world and come back into Ireland, and then Scotland again. So we could kind of shoehorn Wales in towards the end. This is in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do each country on its own division. I think once we get to the kind of the smaller Central African countries, we'll probably just do a single episode for each of those rather than mm. a double episode, maybe. Yeah, we're going to have to get resourceful in our resourcing for these. Well, uh, I was these drinking, drinking beer from Namibia yesterday. That was uh, mm. distinctly underwhelming, but it was from Africa, so there it is. Oh, but we digress. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That's weird. Um, this is uh, 4.5%, by the way. The last one was 4.4, I think. So they're, they're not... IPAs just in the on... Well, I was going to say they're not strong, even though they were originally produced to have a high alcohol content. But I think since they were first produced, other beers have overtaken them, which have a lot more booze in. So whereas in the old days, this would be a strong beer, and the normal beers would be kind of three and a bit percent. This is now kind of normal, four and a half. That's uh, not going to do much for you, but it, it tastes really good. Yeah, definitely. And on that basis, I'm going to give it an eight again. Well, I'm, I'm scoring already. Mm. Oh, such a nice, nice ale. It is. This is another. It's another kind of summer outdoorsy kind of beer. Um, I think we're probably going to notice it as because we're recording this in. Uh, look at my watch in July. It's <laughs> a Peter K sketch. Isn't <laughs> People it? look at their watches and we're looking for the month. It doesn't say the month, but it is July, uh, end of July. And uh, I'm thinking if we carry on and do this towards winter, we're going to maybe start seeing more darker beers as the brewers start producing them. Yeah. You would think, but this is the summer, so, uh, well, allegedly, it's not summer at the moment outside, but, so these lighter, kind of, hoppier beers, uh, they go down a lot better now, and yeah, it is really, really good. Are you going to give it, give it a score there? Um, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> We're marking these ones high for... Yeah, we are. Well, I mean, they're very good, so well. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the Daleside Brewery does their good deeds, and there's no reason why we can't give it an eight. Maybe we'll give all the beers an eight if they're all good, but yeah, we shall see. There's two more to come still. Yeah, and I can't remember what they are, but uh... Uh, yes, yeah, so well, you'll find out shortly. Yeah. And the, the fourth of the beers has got a beer with a twist. Ooh. So stay tuned, re- listeners, readers. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, readers, people out there. <laughs> Righty-o. Okay, number three. Number three, Hawkshead Gold. And going north again. Yep, another Cumbrian ale. And do the opening and do the honours. Yes. As Richard frantically searches for his notes. <laughs> if you put them in order, it helps. But uh, I found it. Here we are, yes. Uh, so this is another Cumbrian beer. Um, this actually has two breweries make up. Hawkshead, uh, one in the small village of Hawkshead and the other one in the slightly larger village of Staveley. Uh, but they're all, you're asking whereabouts they are, aren't you, in Cumbria? Yeah, I'm actually not listening, so I'm really okay. disappointed with the head. Yeah. No, it's just my pouring, nothing to do with the actual beer. Alright. It um, looks quite similar to the other two, doesn't it? It does, it's a darker colour, but not much in it. Uh, Hawkshead is just west of Windermere in the English Lake District. Um, the nearest lake to it is Estwaite Water, which is one of the smaller, lesser known ones. Um, Hawkshead is one of these really small, very twee kind of touristy villages that's uh, your classic kind of dry stone walls, small houses, slate roofs, sheep in the fields kind of things. Um, it uh, has a school there which dates back to 1585 and educated William Wordsworth. He went to school there. I don't know if he drank this, but maybe he did. What's your initial thoughts on Hawkshead Ale, Gold Ale? Is it? Um, initial thoughts are it's um, similar to the last one. Uh, <laughs> Eight. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. Um, although its initial taste is similar, right? And then it seems to disappear in the mouth and be quite dry mm. afterwards. Mm. Nice that. Yeah, you're actually, yes, you're on something there, yeah. And this is another, again, a different type of northern beer. This is a golden ale. 
Um, what is a golden ale? <laughs> Shit, I think that's <laughs> Do you want me to look it up? Yes, you look it up. I didn't know that, but uh, I've not actually written it down for some reason. Uh, it describes this particular one. This is um, Hawkshead Lakeland Gold. It's in the front. It's in the front. All the different types. Yes. Yeah. I used to pass it. As being hoppy and uncompromisingly bitter, which I think is probably the, uh, the aftertaste we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a new style of pale, well hopped, and quenching beer developed in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Bad things happened in the 1980s. Well, yeah, it's not, not, not as bad as some of the things that happened in the 80s. True. Um, in the 1980s, those independent brewers attempted to win younger drinkers from heavily promoted lager brands. Right. See, that was the bad thing. The kids, yeah. Remember about the 80s, I think. Skull, I think that's my... And those adverts. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah. Um, the first the first in the field were Exmoor Gold and Hopback Summer Lightning. Summer Lightning, that rings a bell. No. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Can't really hear thinking. Can you? Um, though many micros and regionals now make their versions of the style strengths of the style. Strengths will, will range from 3.5 to 5%. The hallmark will be biscuity, juicy, and malt character derived from pale malts, underscored by tart citrus fruit and peppery hops, often with the addition of hints of vanilla and sweet corn. Above all, such beers are quenchingly are quenching and served cool, which this one is. Very chilled this one. So it tastes like a sweet corn and vanilla biscuit. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm sold. I'm not, actually, to be honest. I'm... It's not, not as nice as the two before. Now, this has a mix of English and American hops. Uh, first gold is the English hop, which I think is probably where they took the name of the beer from. And Cascade is the American hop. Cascade. Hmm. From the Cascade mountain range, by any chance? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you making this up on the spot? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a hop expert. <laughs> I'm sure that's the hopmeister. Oh yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we need to get him on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, the good beer guy described this as being so. Don't read it out because I'm going to read it out now. Oh, described it as being a hoppy, bitter golden ale with complex fruit flavours, but then they said about most things. That's kind of pretty much standard description. But it did win Champion Best Bitter at the 2005 SIBA National Beer Awards. So it has actually, unlike others that say they won awards that haven't, this one has actually won an award. And it's not advertising it on the bottle either. No, that's actually an old bottle. I've, uh-huh. in, in doing my research for this, I found out that even since I bought that, which was about two or three months ago, they've changed the bottle. And it may actually say now that it did win Champion Best Bitter. Uh, or maybe they're being modest, I don't know. Um, but they were founded in 2002, so again, it's another young brewery uh, founded by a former BBC journalist in an old listed barn in Hawkshead. And now they've moved to a second brewery, so they still operate two, which is a, a bigger 20-barrel plant at Staveley. Now, the premises at Staveley also has a beer hall. Uh, and I've seen pictures of it, and it looks pretty cool. You can go there. It's got the, all the brewery equipment in the back. Uh, there's a sampling room you can go on tours. Uh, there's a visitor centre and a beer shop, which sells all varieties of Cumbrian beer, and you can go and drink. So that's what I'm talking about. Not just in Munich beer halls, you get them in Cumbria as well. Yeah. Can I figure out how many they've got? So they do five. Have you already mentioned that? No, nope. I, I was Can't. listening. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listening slash trying to find yes. the page in the book. Can't multitask. Can I? It's my research on the fly. Um, yeah, do five, and Hawkshead Bitter, and Ulverston Pale Ale, a very pale ale using three English hops, <laughs> a UPA. Hmm. UPA? Yeah, Ulverston. Oh. Right. I've not heard of that before. No. Might have to do some research into that. Yeah, yes. Um, a red, it's just a best bitter, Lakeland Gold, and a Brodie's Prime, which is a dark beer with an unusual medley of flavours, rich and malty with a roasted stout-like edge. Yet also light and dry with spiciness and fruit. Good. As ever, spiciness and fruits crop up quite a lot in this, don't they? Yeah. And biscuits. But not sweet corn. I've not heard that before. No, I'm going to have to get, get out there. See, I'm trying to multitask now, so talking and looking through a book doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know why. What's the difference between a pale ale and a very pale ale? That's actually what I'm trying to find out. Oh, that's what you're trying to find out. <laughs> other than the fact that one of them is paler than the other. I don't know. I guess 
I suppose once you get to a certain point in these beers, they they all kind of you just split in hairs, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have to do some more research into that. Come back to it in another episode. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think once we've started kind of exhausting all the various obscure countries we can find, bearing in mind we are in Scotland and we're not going to find that many beers from far-flung places, we could come back and do shows about different types of beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's give this one some scores and some thoughts. I've only had two sips. I'm falling behind. Ah, it's the same old story. So you were saying it was slightly bitterer than the last two? Yep. I would say it's... uh, it's got that top of the mouth taste as well. Um, very descriptive, I know, but it's quite, quite tangy and, sh- and sharp. It is. I mean, they do say it's uncompromisingly bitter, and I suppose it is. Um, it is. I wonder. That's probably because they've blended the two different types of hops. Um, I don't know how many different hops the other two had, but this is more hoppy, and I guess that's what the taste in the back of the mouth is. It's the hops just kind of kicking off against each other. Maybe. I don't think it has complex fruit flavours though. I, I can't really taste much fruit in that at all. No, it's just the bitterness is really overwhelming my mouth. Actually. Unless they're bitter fruit. Like off fruit or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like those, um, no, I can't remember what they're called, but they look like orange grapes and you get them as a garnish on cheesecakes in fancy restaurants. And they have little kind of um, papery leaves. Yeah. And I like them and no one else does. Yeah, no, no, what you mean, and I can't remember what. They've got some funny name. I think it's like a Chinese gooseberry, but then they've got some other name which is quite hard to pronounce. Yeah. I, and it tastes like this. That's what it tastes like to me. But then they're probably kind of similar to hops, not hops, roast it, kind of that kind of bittery kind of taste. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. But no sweet corn. No sweet corn. Not in this one anyway. No. So with that in mind, scoring. Mm. I think I'm gonna give this one a four. Blimey. Um because I don't it's just too bitter and it's lingering too much in my mouth. The other two were a really nice balance of of flavours and mm. A satisfying taste. This one is bitter and then dry afterwards, and there's a dry bitterness in the mouth. And it's not doing anything for me, unfortunately. It makes you work, doesn't it, when you drink it? It does. It's very challenging. Yeah. Not just like the normal beers you can knock back and not think about it, like the, the other two. Yeah, it's more like a. Which is no bad thing. I mean, you know, complex beers are cool, but um, it is, yeah, it's just, it, it's got that really. Ah, astringency. We were talking about astringency. In, in two weeks' time, <laughs> we're talking about astringency. Um, in, in our first non-UK special, uh, and it is that I would describe that as being astringent. It's it's bitter. I don't think it's unpleasant because I quite like bitter things as opposed to sweet ones. But um, it's not as nice as the other two. But I do like it, so I'm going to give it a seven. Right. I still quite like. I still drink that quite happily. But you're right. I couldn't drink. More than a couple of pints of that, not just because I'm a lightweight. <laughs> because after a while, you just taste nothing else. It would just like yeah, it erode your taste buds totally. Yeah, it will. Um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to the next one to see whether it can take the taste away, I think, for me. But, uh, yeah, well, that was Hawk's Head Lakeland Gold. And now on our final beer, which is something slightly different. Indeed. Ooh. Finally, this evening or this morning, whenever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. um, we have Cane's, the surprise being, Ooh. fine raisin beer. It's a raisin beer, yes. Yeah. Now, it's not that the similar to typical, say, Belgian style fruit beers, because this is just a beer with raisins added to it, rather than kind of stewed with the fruit as some fruit beers are. But this is from Cane's, who are from Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool. No, have a sniff of this. I was almost going to do the Liverpool accent then, but. <laughs> wow, I have a smell of that. That's fantastic. Oh, hang on. Uh, Liverpool. Um, Keynes started off in 1850 when uh, a young Irish immigrant called Robert Kane. Ooh. Yeah, he bought a pub in Liverpool 
And only eight years later, he managed to acquire himself a brewery in Stanhope Street in the city and started producing his own beer, as well a lot of other people did, which we're going to come back to later. Uh, Keynes quickly became a landmark in the city, and uh, in 1919, the brewery was one of the UK's top 50 companies. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a raisin beer before, so I'm looking forward to this. You've not tasted it yet? No, I'm building up to it. Okay, we'll just... Wow, has a drum roll, drum roll. What does that taste of? Wow! It tastes of raisins. It does. Mm. Um, it wow. reminds me of prune juice, actually. <laughs> which is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does, yeah. And it's kind of half prune juice and half kind of muesli kind of cereal, but with fruit in. That's really good. I'm not... I'm going to have to have a few uh, sips of this to make up my mind on it. Yes, yeah, we've got plenty of it. It's just different. It certainly is different. Yeah. But the, the label here, doing my research, mm-hmm. um, first thing it says, prize winning! Exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm to sell that. A rich fruit and amber ale infused with succulent California raisins, choices hops give depth and density and complexity. Yep. Great with fine cheeses, red meat and game, or simply served on its own. We are having game at the moment, so that's, that's useful. I'll wheel out the, the pheasant. <laughs> the pheasant, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I've got... I'm not a pheasant plucker. <laughs> There's a rhyme in there, sure. <laughs> yeah. This is actually an amber ale with raisins, Californian raisins, not um, Liverpool raisins. <laughs> not known for its... Uh... World-famous Liverpool raisins. Yeah. I'm sure um, that must be something else. It's some, like, probably some pills or something. What? California uh, Liverpool raisins. Oh, right, yes. I mean, uh, yeah. Illicit drugs. Um, probably not. I'm just making stuff up. Uh, so yes, yeah, so this is an amber beer with raisins bunged in, and it's a fantastic kind of, kind of purpley moby con. What? Great, great word. Bunged in. That's the technical term that I'm reading off the website. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, gullible, sir. Oh, the more beer you have, the more gullible you are. Absolutely. Um, That's another point of note. This is the official beer of um, Liverpool European Capital of Culture 2008. Mm. Raisin beer is an official beer. That's gonna be that's an interesting choice, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. The next uh, two thousand and eight, uh, no, two thousand and seven. It's Liverpool's eight hundredth anniversary, uh-huh. and then next year it's the European Capital of Culture, or whatever they call that. Then that's what I just said. Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm confirming <laughs> what you said. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, your dad's from Liverpool. He is indeed, and this is what I was going to say uh-huh. before about how um, early brewers in Liverpool is something of a, a thing for me because my great 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 grandfather Joseph Taylor was a brewer in Liverpool. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, I remember you telling me this the other day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell everyone else. That unfortunately, there's not much to tell apart from that because he was only a small scale brewer, and uh, it was back in the the time when brewers were sort of all around the city. Every kind of neighbourhood had a couple of breweries. Who just supplied beer to the local area and nothing of what he did survives. The, I'm sure a lot of the places where he brewed or his brewery were destroyed during the clearances or during the war or whatever so there's almost no trace of the things he came out with but he was a brewer and it is in my genes. In your blood. Yeah it's in the blood and he, he was in Liverpool so uh, well done Joseph Taylor. That's one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever came up with a raisin beer, probably not. I never saw raisins. Well, maybe did. I don't know. Does it say when they actually came up with this? Hmm. This was now. This is the second half of the Keynes story. Uh, even though it was so historical and such a landmark to the city, it got into serious difficulties in the mid nineteen nineties when the recession hit, and um, it almost closed until it was saved by a pair of Indian brothers called the Dusange brothers in mm-hmm. two thousand and two. They became the first Asian family to run a British brewery. And it's now the one of the fastest growing breweries in the UK. Uh, they turn over thirty million pounds a year, and have one hundred and fifty employees. So they're really a massive success story, um, and they, they pump out one hundred and twenty million pints a year. And this was their idea. It was the raisin beer was their their idea. The Dusange Brothers. Uh, if you've got a video iPod or you listen to this on iTunes, or you can see a picture of them. Dusange Brothers now. I've got a picture. You can't show <laughs> I feel left out. <laughs> I can show you later. Everyone can see and I can't. Yeah, never mind. 
Um, it's not mentioned in the um, good beer guide. This no, they have a lot of different beers. Uh, Canes. They reason why is they produce a different specialty beer every month, and this is the beer for November. Uh-huh. So technically, it's like a winter beer. I mean, no, we're looking watch again. It is still July, <laughs> but this is technically a winter ale. Um, others they they do an eight percent bock, which I'm sure is much nicer than that from Stella. Um, they do organic wheat beers. They do a black lager each. One per month, they, they churn them out, mm-hmm. speciality, along with the usual uh, lagers and bitters that they do. And you can try, you can get your hands on Cane's lager. They don't, the problem with Cane's is you, you can't get it in Scotland, really. It's, excuse me, it's very hard to get outside of the northwestern England. Um, but if you can't get your hands on Cane's lager, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, wow. really good. It's just, it's just mentioned as an entry in the Good Beer Guide, just cask lager. Mm. Along with, um, Obviously, something from the two thousand eight uh, Liverpool capital of European culture, whatever it is. Um, they're going to have a beer called two thousand and eight. <laughs> it mentions nothing about what it tastes like or anything, but uh, I'm actually vaguely interested in trying it. Sure, but not before two thousand and eight. I wonder if it'll go on sale on New Year's Day. I would hope so. Mm. Not the best time of year to be drinking New Year's <laughs> Day, but. <laughs> Hair of the dog. Hello, local. You know, they, yeah. they'd like to party in there. Uh, this was... You can buy this nationally. It's the raisin beer, because it's, it's, I guess, probably because it's quite unusual. It got became quite popular. Um, it won the Tesco's Beer Challenge in 2003, so Tesco's took it on. So that was the award that it won. It mentions that somewhere in the bottle. Yeah, that's the first thing it mentioned. Yep. Prize winning. winning. And it was also a beer of the festival at the 2004 Camera Liverpool Ale Festival. Mm. And it's really raisiny. It's quite. It is if imagine eating eating raisins, and it, then having a swig of beer. Mm. That's pretty much it. And the aftertaste is all raisin. It's. I mean, I get we tried a few fruit beers both here and in our non beer cast life and our non professional <laughs> amateur drinking <laughs> that we do. Professional. If someone wants to pay us for this, that's oh, gladly. Especially if the two sandwich brothers are listening. Well, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I've never never even dreamt of having a raisin beer of all the fruit beers that are out there. No, but never. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted. I think it works really well. Um, I'm still undecided. Because <laughs> I can... There's a bit of my mind that remembers prune juice and hated it. <laughs> and that bit of my mind is going, this is bad. And then there's the beer bit of my mind going, ooh, this is interesting. Mm. So it's a... Subtle balance. I'm still I'm going to hold off a little while before I decide. It's somewhere in the middle at the moment. Sure. I've not actually had prune juice, so uh, I don't know. This does taste like prune juice, does it? That's me nodding and <laughs> trying to burp at the same time. Yes. Uh, and again, this goes back to my age-old question. That if this is a fruit beer, is it one of your five a day? Mm-hmm. It's another label. That's another. I don't know how much... Uh, how many raisins did it say what percentage of raisins are in it or is it just uh, it doesn't say anything about it on the bottle because no ingredients we tried a I remember we tried a peach beer that will be coming up in a future episode that had 14% fruit juice in it by volume and also some of those had E numbers as well which I found very disappointing they did yes this one doesn't um, just bearing fruit by the looks of it it doesn't really it doesn't really say it just Gives you some ad- allergy advice. Um, contains gluten derived from wheat and barley. It doesn't say that it's what else it's got in there. Yeah. Is it allowed to do that? I thought all labels had to stipulate what they had, what their ingredients were. Not beers so much because I don't think any of the other beers we've had tonight have had complex ingredient breakdowns. And no, um, I think they have. I think they have. Just think. Yeah. Some of the labels have said water, yeast, hops, mm. oh, yeah, those okay. kind of things. Um, this just gives allergy advice and leads you to assume that it contains wheat, barley and the juices of raisins. Yeah, I mean, I can, well they put that because of people with celiac disease who can't drink beers that have wheat in, so they have special gluten-free beers. Cane's mm. uh, also has the f- most nicest designed beer top if you're a fan of beer caps I'll put one up on the pod now but it's uh, that's actually uh, 
a silhouette picture of Mr. Kane himself yeah, back in 18. It while to figure it out. I thought it was some strange fruit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a man with a moustache looking. Yeah, just looking at it upside down. That was a problem. Looking very fine. Um, Liverpool, as I'm sure everyone knows out there, is uh, one of, in fact, it's England's fifth biggest city. And it has a population of about 450,000. And famous for a lot of things. Such as Scousers. Uh, well, yes, Scousers. Well, I mean, Scousers are so called because of the stew, Scouse. Really? Yeah. yeah. As, uh, well, it's with the facts. It's a... My dear old nanny used to make it. It's um, very um, complex stew of enormous pieces of meat, halved potatoes, and like, halved carrots stewed for a week. And then you eat it, and it's fantastic. Well, the way she used to make it was fantastic. Um, but it's not the kind of thing to eat if you like small portions and dainty food, because it's kind of... It's slopped on the plate. Into the hearty meal. Yeah, it's, it's really hearty, yeah. It's, um, Sounds all right to me. Probably kind of derived from the uh, Irish stew from the Irish immigrants, but uh, that, that was scouts, and that's why they call scouts. Ah. Mm. Educational and fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're having the fun because we're drinking the beer. <laughs> yeah, so going back to the prune juice, if, if prune juice was alcoholic, would you like it more? Is the logical question. No. No, you wouldn't? No. You just don't like prunes? Correct. So, but you do like raisins? I do, yes. Yeah. Don't ask me why. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to explain my... I think, I think the prunes just seem to be stewed longer or I think just stewed prunes... Memories of my mother making them, although they are hazy, so it could be my grandma. Prunes are what are they? Dates or damsons or some kind of plums? Are they? I think they're all related. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, oh, one or two listeners who are listening to this, <laughs> some of them in that raisins are grapes that have shriveled. Yeah, are prunes plums that have shriveled? I believe so, yes. Ah. <laughs> I believe so, yes. Very good, okay. But they are, they are, as you say, they are quite similar. Yeah. But I, I really like it. I mean, it's got a fantastic colour to it, and um, and yeah, it as you can't you can't criticise it for tasting like raisins because it's got raisins on the label, and it does what it looks like on the label. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to. Not to paraphrase that annoying advert. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to come down on the side one way or the other. The other, aren't I? Hmm. Um. Part of me likes it, part of me doesn't, still. So, although I'm saying I'm going to have to come down on one side, I think you can guess my score. I think I can guess my score. <laughs> uh, three. No, it's going to be a five. Um, yeah. Neither good nor bad. Just indifferent for me. Hmm. Know itself. Damning criticism. Um, yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> it's nice because it's unusual and it's... You wouldn't drink this all the time, I don't think. No. But I think the reason why it's probably the beer of the 2008 City of Culture is because they're going to get a lot of people who come from outside Liverpool and they're going to turn up and think, let's have a beer, ooh, raisin beer, let's try this, and then going to go away again. So it's not going to be the locals who are going to be drinking this week in, week out. I think they're just trying to sell a batch that they've made and coming off with them. No, what I think they're going to sell is try and sell it because it's it's unusual, and that's that's the reason why this is of all the Keynes beers, this is the one you can get more readily throughout the rest of the country mm-hmm. because of its um, individuality. Um, but I do like it. Yeah, it is odd, but it, it's a beer with raisins in it, so it's going to be odd. I don't think it's. Well, you know what? I'm going to give it a seven <gasps> because you can't compare this to the beers we were drinking before because it's totally different. But even using a different scale of fruit beers. Sorry, this is on a different scale. <laughs> yeah, a different scale of fruit beers that are nice but unusual. And I've tasted fruit beers that are nice and appalling. This is this is a seven out of ten. So yeah, it's really nice. And if you drink this outside in, in a sunny day, it'll be cool. And not in a very small room in Edinburgh <laughs> on a rainy Monday night. Yeah, well, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Sure. Before we 
start the War of the Roses. And if, if you're ever in Liverpool, say maybe you're going to the 2008 um, City of Culture thing, you can go around Gainsbury and uh, you go on a guided tour for £6.75, you get a guided look around the premises, a light buffet and two free pints. That's a bargain. That's an absolute bargain, yeah. My goodness. So uh, if you're ever in Liverpool, um, head off to Keynes and get the beers in. Mm. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the north of England. Uh, we did four kind of, well, three typical northern beers and one slightly unusual northern beer. Um, next time we're going to be doing beers from the south of England with a greatly enlarged panel. Indeed. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Always end on something smutty. Yeah, something with a bit of blue for dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Hello, Dad. <laughs> as usual, we're on the web at yes. uh, www.blogcast... I don't know, you know this stuff. Blogcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bless him, it's not a blog. <laughs> I don't know what it's happens. Beercast.blogspot.com That's it. And you can email us. At... <laughs> Beercast. <laughs> no, beercast at googlemail.com. Oh my god, what amateurs. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, more of the same next time. Yes, in a couple of weeks. Until then, enjoy your beer and goodbye for now.